0: The Great Commission, our mission statement as a church is based out of the Great Commission, uh, Matthew chapter 28, 18 through to 20, uh, in the New King James Bible. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So we are describing ourselves as an apostolic church. An apostolic church is a church or a community of people who have the understanding that Jesus has all power, all authority, and that He has commissioned us to go and reach the world on behalf of Him? Every single one of us are part of that commission whatever your role, whatever your life purposes and your job or whatever. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be, uh, have some kind of a position in a church. We are all part of this. And as Darren shared with us um, earlier this week that um, there's no level or hierarchy in that scent. It's just we all have different purposes and roles. Myself, uh, as a pastor, God has been reminding me because uh, a lot of my sphere of influence is really around the Christian world, but God has been uh, reminding me I too need to be uh, reaching out to a world of unbelievers. So I've been looking for opportunities for myself. The other day, um, I went and visited Glenis on the other side of the river, got my permit, hallelujah, went across. And when I was talking to Glennis, I, I met a man named John. John is a friend of Glennis's who has been helping her you know doing all the gardening and caring for the building where Glennis's uh, shoppers her community shoppers and um, Anyway, I got into conversation with John, and you know people get a little bit awkward when they find out about what I do as a minister. But anyway, um, him and I sort of had a bit of a conversation, and he said, oh, you know, what do you do, Keith, again? And I'm a pastor from Ignite Life, and you may know some of the people in our community. And um, anyway, in the the discussions, it turned out that um, John had previously worked at TELUS. And he just began to share with me that one of our guys, Stewie Brunt, had been so significant in this man's life at a moment of great difficulty and hardship, that Stewie had actually helped this man uh, and brought life to him and, and hope to this man. And it really spoke to me about this aspect of the work of God is going on all over the place. And you see, and then I was, you know, it sort of built a bridge with John and myself about, you know, God and stuff like that. So, uh... A lot of you are at work in our community and sometimes we may not be aware of it, but God is. And here's the cool thing. You know, Stewie built a bridge that enabled me and authenticated me a little bit more in regards to this man. And you know, all of us have these opportunities where we can build on what others have been doing. Uh, The Great Commission is about us working as a community together. Um, Last week I spoke about going believing. You know, that faith is so important that you've got to believe God has sent you. You've got to believe that when you are entering into this world around us, the cosmos as the Greek says, you know, the world of those who don't know God, that God is sending you. And, you know, to enable you to be effective, you've got to understand or believe that God has sent you because faith is the connection for the kingdom of heaven to flow through you. So we were looking at that at last week. We looked at uh, Mark sixteen fourteen just um, before Jesus, and that version of the Great Commission tells his believers that it says this in verse fourteen. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had who had seen him after he had arisen. So Jesus about to download the Great Commission to the 11 men who would be essential in that um, commission, had to address an area of unbelief and a thing called hardness of heart. You see, unbelief and hardness of heart are enemies to an apostolic church. They are enemies to those who want to be sent by God and change the world around them. And even the 11 who had seen great miracles... And had participated with Jesus raising the dead, still were able to fall into the trap of unbelief and this thing called a hardness of heart. We looked at last week the fact that when the Bible uses the language uh, descriptively as the hardness of heart, it's talking about uh, the mindset where we can be stubborn stubborn to something or a truth that God is wanting wanting us to um, believe. And you see, in yours and my heart, we can have this thing called a hardness of heart, a stubbornness or an obstinate spirit that doesn't want to believe something that Jesus has said. Let's connect that to the fact that you are sent. You are sent by God. Do you actually believe it or have you, you know, a thing called a hardness of heart? I want to inspire you this morning again and remind you that friends we are in the most amazing opportunity for the gospel you are, you are called by God and you have a purpose you are purposed by him to reach the world and represent him, we've got to believe it and when we believe it the Bible tells us all things are possible to those who believe but it also says um, if you don't believe don't expect to receive it. So believing is, is incredibly important for an apostolic community to be able to uh, produce what Jesus says we should be producing. Okay, so we were there last week. Um, faith is what? The ability to believe what Jesus says is true. Um, Mark sixteen seventeen, You know, part of the Great Commission in the Mark Version says, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, da-da-da-da-da. But notice the importance here, and these signs will follow those who go to church. No. <laughs> these signs will follow those who are pastors. No. It is strongly connected to the ability to believe what God is saying. It says, signs will follow those who believe. Friend, I believe God wants signs to follow us as an apostolic community. I believe God wants you to experience signs following your life that are supernatural. But the key to you experiencing that is the ability to believe God. Believing God. Hallelujah. The other aspect uh, we looked at last week was that we do need to keep going. We do need to understand that no matter what, even when the COVID virus is thrown at us by the enemy. How'd you like that catch? Pretty darn good. You see, the enemy is trying to use this COVID uh, thing to bump us off the plan that God has sent us and even though we are under restrictions there is still opportunity for the gospel. We have got to get this COVID thing and kick it oops, sorry Don we've got to kick it out of the ballpark and stick to the plan that we are a community of sent ones. Hallelujah. I was so encouraged this week. Because I've, been, I've heard some stories of some of the things people have been up to. Um, hallelujah. You guys know Wolfgang and uh, Diane. You know, um, they've, been, they've gone back to Thailand, back to, um, I've forgotten the name of the people they're reaching. The Ysan people. The Ysan people are one of the most least reached group or community of the gospel. And they, despite the challenges of COVID, despite all the bureaucracy that they had to go through to get back to Thailand, are there carrying on because they understand they have been sent by God. I was talking to Don uh, the other day. Don was telling me about Liz. Liz and her job has been using opportunities as a nurse to represent the kingdom of heaven to those who are sometimes near death. Friend, we keep being the sent ones. Talking to City the other day. here and Courtney are building a house. And our City was saying that building the house is cool, but the opportunity that he's had to share the gospel with tilers, with building managers, as a result of that connection of building a house. You see... Everywhere there are opportunities, the key is to remember you are sent. The key is to look for those opportunities and take them up. Hallelujah. The other day, Pekka got sick. And uh, she was very, very crook, had to go to hospital, to wangle around a hospital. And um, I uh, eventually got there. And um, she had a very high temperature. Her blood pressure was... Um, Very, very bad, and the nurses were really, really worried. But one of the nurses who was um, administering to my wife was a nurse when I was at hospital that I'd shared the gospel with. And she remembered me for various reasons. And um, Pekka, with that high blood pressure, feeling sick, continued to realize she was a set one and share her faith with that nurse. Hallelujah. We have got to stop letting what life can throw at us bump us off the path of being the representatives of God. Hallelujah! That was uh, last week. Now I, I would like to. Uh, I've entitled my message to you this morning: "Going with Authority" or "Go with Authority." You got to remember, we've said we've got to go and understand that. With faith to believe God has sent us, that's incredibly important. And Jesus Himself said that He has given us authority to go with. Authority to go with. Let's look back in Matthew chapter 28 18 through to 19. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples. He didn't say go and you know best of luck boys. He said I am seated above all power and authority. There is no rule that can rule over Jesus. He rules over the universe and therefore we are going on behalf of him under that authority that is above all to achieve the task that Jesus has called us to do. It is so important the church today and you and I as believers realize that we have authority. This word authority is a word exosia. Dara mentioned it the other day. Exocia or exocia, depending on how you want to pronounce it, is power and authority to rule over. That word Jesus used is a word that when a government or a government official rules over a particular uh, area to govern. So Jesus governs over all other authority and we as his representatives are under that rule and authority. So when you go into a situation as a sent one, you are going with the authority of heaven. You are going not on your own authority, not on your own uh, power, but you are going as a representative of heaven. Hallelujah. You see, it's so important we understand that we have the authority of heaven and we are able to speak on behalf through that authority for heaven. Hallelujah. There is nothing that is exempt from the authority that Jesus has given us. Now I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. Very interesting scripture. Uh, Paul writing to the Ephesians church is wanting them to understand some things. He said that he was praying these particular things for the church at Ephesus. And this is an, uh, a part of what he was praying for them. He was asking that they would understand this, that they would understand uh, Ephesians 1.19 and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Now I want to touch a couple of Greek words here or a couple of meanings of the words. So Jesus Uh, Paul, sorry, speaking to the Ephesians church. He wants them to get a revelation. He's praying for them for it. And he's saying this. And I want you to understand, see, for you as a saint one, for us as a church, this is incredibly important. We understand what Paul was trying to express to the Ephesian church. He's saying this. And what, uh, that, that you would understand what is the exceeding greatness of his power, That's the Greek word dunamis, which is the supernatural and miraculous power. So he's saying, I want you to understand that there was an exceeding great, miraculous, supernatural power toward you or toward us. Who believe, here's the faith thing, according to the working of his mighty power. And that's another Greek word which is the Greek word kratos. See, whenever you read in the New Testament in particular, there are generally three words that will be used to describe power. It's exosia, it's the authority aspect of power, it's dunamis, the miraculous aspect of power, but thirdly, kratos, which is this the uh, mighty strength behind what's happening, that there is a mighty strength behind what is happening. So, Paul is saying to these guys, dudes, you got to understand that there is incredible, miraculous power flowing from heaven towards you. That right now, you as a believer, you as a said one, that heaven is channeling miraculous power towards you. Hallelujah. And that, that miraculous power that is being chale- uh, channeled towards you has the force of the mighty strength of God behind it. It's like the current flow of the power is God pouring this power down that is miraculous. Now the word toward is an amazing word. The word toward means this, to be directed in a particular location. So there's supernatural, miraculous, miracle, miracle walking, working power coming from heaven and like a channel pointed towards you. That God in heaven has pointed a channel of miraculous power towards you, and that power has the current flow of God pushing it towards you. Meaning that nothing can stop that power of the miraculous being forced towards you and your location. So now I want you to imagine for a little bit. Because remember the Bible should be meditated upon. The word of God, these truths need to be meditated upon. Part of meditation on the word is to activate your imagination. Imagination. So let's imagine. Close your eyes or just just put a picture into your mind and there's a channel. There is a channel, there is a pipeline that is focusing on your location. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in church or whether you're in the hospital or wherever you are, you're at work or with your family, that wherever you go, this channel of power is focused on you because it's directed by God. So when you go as a sent person, wherever you go to represent him, This channel will follow you when you go to be at your workplace. There is something about you. There is power upon you. There is miraculous stuff pointing at you and the location of where you are. God is pushing that towards you with his strength and might. The same strength and might that holds the universe, that holds the sun, the moon, the stars, is directing the flow of the power of God to you no matter where you are. And see, when you go or when you think God wants you to represent him, it is so important that you understand what authority is behind you. That when God um, sends us, that there's incredible authority upon us that has supernatural power attached to it. See, it changes the fact of when you go somewhere, how you view it. Because it's not you that's going to do the miraculous thing, it's the power that God is directing towards you and towards your location. We as a church... That's the amazing thing about when we gather, the more we understand that all of us, imagine 100 people, 120 people seated here, all with the understanding that, man, wherever I go, whatever location I'm in, God's power is directed towards me. That we as a community, when we gather, that's why it's so important that we do gather. But even when you're by yourself, there is power and there is authority. Direct, it's like a beam. It's like God is shining a torchlight of power upon you. Hallelujah. Note the need to believe. What does it say in this Ephesian scripture? I've lost me plot. Anyway, we'll carry on. Oh, here it is. I don't know if I've said this. Ephesians 119. That's where it is. So it says, And what is the exceedingly greatness of his power directed towards us who believe? Now here's the thing. You can have two Christians who love God and who go to church and who, you know, want to serve God. But there is a differentiation between the two. And that is the degree of belief. If you want that beam of power to be working through you, you've got to believe. And see, I believe that God wants us to be a people who are like never before understand that there is an authority upon us because we have been sent by him. But if you don't believe it, it ain't going to happen. If you want the signs following, you've got to believe you've been sent with the authority to enable those things to happen. If you want to see the demons flee because God is with you, then you've got to believe he's with you. You've got to believe you have authority on your... That's why Jesus said uh, in Luke ten nineteen to the disciples after they had come back where they were so excited about what Jesus had done, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. That enemy he's talking about is the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So let's have a think about this again. Behold, I give you the authority, that's the Greek word exosia, the authority From the government of heaven is upon you as an envoy and a representative of me, that wherever you go, whatever you do, the devil is actually subject to you. The word there for the enemy's power is the miraculous. So here's the thing, the devil has supernatural power. But the government authority God has given you and I and the church actually rules over that miraculous power. That's down here. He can do some stuff, but you have the authority to govern over that and rule over that and break his power on people's lives. He has given us authority over all the enemy's miraculous power. I've experienced some very bizarre things over late, bizarre things that do not, or can be explained Uh, in a logical uh, way. Bizarre attacks upon my life. Bizarre. Even the thing that happened to Pekka was a bizarre medical occurrence. The enemy is behind uh, behind these things because he actually has some miraculous power to do things that are like, whoa, what the heck? But you and I, have authority to rule over whatever he throws at us. You know the COVID thing? You have the authority to throw that thing back at the enemy. Devil, take your COVID thing. I rebuke your power you're trying to exert over me. We as a church are rebuking the power of this COVID curse because we are on a journey of being more creative about being sent despite the lockdown. If that makes sense. Hallelujah. Now I want to talk to you about something even more interesting. Enforcing that authority through the way you speak. Enforcing that authority... That God has given you, as his representative, whenever you go into a situation, wherever the enemy is throwing something at you, that you have a God-given authority that you can speak out over those situations. That also, when you go into a situation where you are the light of the world, that as you speak and you understand there is authority, your words will actually have incredible power. See, words are a communication have been given to us by God. It's what differentiates our ability to communicate to those other created things like animals. We know well, we've spoke about it many times in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Um, the tongue has power, has the power of life or death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. So, everybody who has been been created by God has a God-given characteristic of your words have power, whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian, because we all have been created in the image of God. We all have the capacity when we use our words to speak life to someone or to speak death. We have the power with our families to speak life or to speak death. Everybody on the planet, because they have been created by God, has this power of the spoken word. Because we're made in the image of God. in the very way that God created things, what's through speaking them into being. You have the power to speak things into being. But here's what lifts you above the rest of the planet. Is that not only do you have the power of life and death in your tongue, but you have the authority as a Christian to speak above that. That you have the authority as you speak to bring heaven down to earth because of the fact that God has given you that. He has not given that authority to the devil. He has not given that authority to politicians. He has not given that authority to the rest of the world who don't believe. it. has given it to those who are willing to believe it. Am I making sense today? Yes. Hallelujah. Good. Speaking with God's authority. Now, very interesting. I'm stuck on the meaning of words at the moment. Proverbs 18, 21, it says that the tongue has the power. The word power there means uh, the same as the creative ability of your hands. So like I used to be a builder, so my hands had the ability to build houses. You as a person have been given hands that have a creative ability to make a dinner, to do whatever, I don't know. And see, words have the power in the same way way, uh, hands have the power to create. Now I can use my hands to create good things or I can use my hands to create bad things. I can use my hands for violence. The power, the creative ability of every human to make good or to make bad. But you and I have the next level. We have the authority that is attached to our words that heaven is activated when you and I speak. Heaven is activated when you and I speak. Hallelujah. So if you go into a situation where there is turmoil, where there is chaos, you as a person who believes you have authority has the ability to speak peace and life to trouble. You as a Christian, when you go into a situation where there is sickness, if you believe it, have the ability to speak from a higher level of speaking heaven's power and healing. You who have uh, children, not only do you have creative ability over your children because you've been made in the image of God, you can also speak over your family heaven's authority over them. It's very difficult for kids today to be in education and and they are being bombarded with so much rubbish. And there are words that are floating around uh, the media that are trying to bring death, depression and suicide to our children. But friend, you have authority if you'll only believe it. You have authority to override the enemy's attack on our children. Because you can speak on behalf of God. You can bring peace. You can bring healing to hopeless situations. You can speak hope. That's why when you are sent, because the beam of God directed from heaven is upon you, you can go into situations and change the atmosphere. Hallelujah. We as a church... The more we understand that, friend, we can change the atmosphere of this town from hopelessness to hope. I mean, that that excites me, man. But do we believe it? Do you believe? I want to inspire you to take a step of faith today. There goes the COVID ball. Speaking peace to chaos, speaking hope to hopelessness, speaking salvation to the lost, speaking healing to the sick, speaking deliverance to the captives, speaking with authority because you believe it, because God has given it to you. The other day, uh, I was talking to Dean. Dean's a policeman. And... Um, I love the fact that we have police in our church. It's funny, I said to Dean, you know, a long time ago, um, I would probably not like to be talking to a policeman because of my lifestyle back then. But the gospel kind of connects us all in an amazing way. Anyway, Dean was saying to me, um, because he has a heart cry to serve God. And he said, I want to know more about God. I want to speak more, you know, on behalf of God to those around me. But he said, I have this shyness about me. I have this part of me that, you know, I, I just feel a little awkward. But he said, here's the funny thing. He said, when he dons the uniform of the police, and when he goes as a representative of the police of Victoria... He is able to go into situations because he understands that he has authority from the government, that he has the law of this nation behind him, that when he goes into a situation that he can speak with authority because he knows that his uniform represents an authority bigger than him. And of course, I'm saying to you today, friend, you have a uniform put on you that is greater than the uniform of the police. You have a uniform and an authority that has been given to you that is above all authority, which is the kingdom of heaven. That when you go, that's why when people who have great authority go into rooms where there are demons, the demons will act up. Because they recognize that person is wearing the uniform of authority. I know for myself. When I've gone into situations when I've got the right mindset, I notice that there is a power behind my words. Because there is heaven's authority, and the spiritual forces recognize that I know that authority. I just want to do it more. I hope I'm inspiring you this morning to walk and go as a representative of God, wearing that authority bestowed upon you from the throne of heaven. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 19 through to 20. And I'm going to finish with this. Matthew chapter 10, 19 through to 20 in the NIV. Verse 19, but when they arrest you, Do not worry about what to say. interesting. Or how to say it. At the time you will be given what to say. Verse 20, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Friend, you don't need to fear what to say as a sent one representing God. You just have to believe it. You just have to believe that you are God sent, that you have authority and God is promising and I have seen it so many times in my life that when I go into situations and I will say things that are way above my pay rate, that are way above my intellectual capability, that are way above my natural authority because heaven has an opportunity to speak through me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do not allow the enemy to give you a stubborn, obstinate heart, a hard heart that doesn't believe. Let's be a church. Let's be a group of disciples, a community who are willing to go believing God has sent us. Let's us be a group Of disciples, a community of believers in the town that we live that go and know that God will give us the words to speak on behalf of Him. Hallelujah. Join with me as I pray. Lord, you said all authority has been given to you, so therefore go. There's no reason why we shouldn't go because you've given us the authority. Heaven is above all. Heaven is above the works of darkness. Heaven is above the attack of COVID on this planet. Heaven is above the fear and anxiety that is trapping the world. That Jesus, you said you came and you, are to sit, you came to set captives free. Father, let us in a new way as a church let every person hearing this word today Understand that heaven has empowered them. That they are sent to a world so desperately in need of hope. That they are sent to a world who desperately needs to be set free. Lord, let us see the signs following because we believe. In Jesus' name, amen.